Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Our episode today is brought to you by Cathode Ray Media. Cathode Ray is a full-service marketing agency that connects government organizations to their communities. Wondering how they can help you? Here are just a few ideas. They use ingenuity and imagination to create awareness of progress and opportunity within your community. They help residents and visitors find local shopping, dining, and service businesses. They make residents and stakeholders aware of challenges that affect them and their community, while encouraging them to get help or get involved. They can also work to help attract new small businesses while helping micro-entrepreneurs learn how this small but mighty woman-owned and operated marketing agency can help your community. They use tried and true methods that will connect your organization to your residents using social, digital, and traditional media. Curious? Visit cathoderay.com, that's K-A-T-H-O-D-E-R-A-Y.com to learn more or ask for a free no-obligation consultation. We thank Cathode Ray for their support of the Econ Dev Show. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today, we're here with Jose Alfaro. He is the CEO of CoStarters. Jose, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Hey, so those of us who don't know, what is CoStarters and what does it do? Yeah. So the best way for me to explain it is we are the accelerator platform program for creative entrepreneurs. So think Main Street businesses, lifestyle businesses, e-commerce, on an accelerator program that helps uh, the creators, makers, dreamers, and doers build and grow businesses. And so we started out in Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee. Uh, our entire goal was to fill out, uh, fill up our Main Street stores that were uh, not filled and that were vacant. And one of the things that we realized is that uh, these passionate, amazing creatives um, are really good at what they do, but they didn't have the resources to grow businesses, but also they didn't see themselves as entrepreneurs or business owners. And so we had to change the language. So we use a lot of the frameworks that uh, like Techstars, Y Combinator, Generator, uh, uses, but we've changed the language and the approach to support them in growing businesses. And so we work with the way that we distribute all our programs is we work with cities, entrepreneurship hubs, universities, anybody who supports entrepreneurship, uh, we work with them and we train the community leaders, business leaders in that community to the, the deliver and facilitate our programs. And so we are also not in just delivering the programs, we're also cultivating a culture of ecosystem building for that community. That's fascinating. I had an experience that was sort of similar to that. I was in a small town and I was uh, creating this. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. <laughs> um, I was in this small town and we got a grant to develop a program to promote local businesses. And we decided to create this Made in Our Community program where we would highlight and showcase businesses and products that were made locally. Well, when we first had the organizational meeting, we all sat down and we brainstormed all the businesses that we knew of in the community that 
manufactured products or made something. And we, we came up with a list of, you know, I don't know, maybe five or 10 that we knew of that sold their products in local stores, had a local storefront, you know, did something. And over the course of this, I don't know, maybe a year of creating this program and putting these resources out there and really making the call for local manufacturers, you know, there were, I think there were 300 of them that we discovered that were people who sat at home and, you know, did a, made a craft or they, you know, were an artist or they did something, but they'd had no idea how to sell anything. They had no idea how to market anything. They had no idea that they were even really a business. They just thought they were somebody who made things that they went to local craft shows and sold. So every community has these entrepreneurs, has these people that are making and doing things. And it's really was just a matter of finding them, giving them a platform to be discovered and to sell the product. So it sounds like that's what CoStar does. Yes. It's actually interesting that you say that, right? Because I know it, depending on which, you know, we work with a lot of rural communities uh, and what we call like micropolitans. And what we've discovered is that, you know, in these communities, um, they're still doing a lot of traditional economic development. And, and, and I want to be clear, like, I don't think that's wrong. I, I think it's still very needed. But the, the scope of work in those communities has changed. Um, you know, the industry is, to, the, the, the industrial age is moving to more of a connected kind of um, technical age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where we're increasing productivity. So, but because of that, there seems to be a disconnect, you know, between government and small business owners, right? Like micro entrepreneurs, right? Like, and, and so when we ask like, hey, what do you think? What do you think when you hear economic development? What do you think when you hear SBA or SBDC? They're like government taxes, uh, loans, like very traditional models Sure. where I think what they're trying to figure out is like, how do I, like, how do I feed my family? How do I maintain my business to grow? And how do I scale to grow? And the other part of it is like, uh, having uh, a lexicon to be able to have conversations with them. One of the things that we understood at the beginning was we have to reframe what success looks like for them. And so I think when the era of high growth and VC funding started going around, there was this assumption that every business owner wants to sell and grow. Yeah, there was an assumption that every every entrepreneur, every business idea wanted to scale to exit, Right. Right. And, and it's, but for some of these businesses, that wasn't true. For some of these businesses, they just wanted some, you know, a side hustle to make some extra right, cash. Exactly. They wanted to provide for their family. And so a lot of the tools and resources that were built were all built to grow and scale. And so how do we help people just navigate those resources? Right. And the other thing when we were building this is there was a stat saying that, you know, seven out of 10, eight, seven out of eight, uh, seven to eight businesses out of 10 were failing uh, uh, within the three to five years. Right. Well, my thought was like, well, why is that? <laughs> so why are these startups failing within three to five years? Can we change that? And what we've learned through data research, it, was, it wasn't funding. It wasn't building a business plan. or It was all about market validation. So that's our entire goal is whether you have a business or, or, or you're wanting to start a business, Let's help you validate the market first using um, high growth tools like MVPs and, 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 and all the different kind of language and, 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 uh, that, that these incubators and accelerators use to help these small businesses grow and scale, right? And, and, but the other part of it too is that not everybody is an entrepreneur and that's right. okay. 
right? And from an economic development impact standpoint, it's like helping people identify that if they're not an entrepreneur, but maybe they're an operationalist or, 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 or more specific, a researcher, whatever they may be, is actually helpful because we should not be allowing people to start businesses if that's not their goal, right? And so, you know, people put a lot of money into these businesses that go bankrupt and it affects the family, it affects the community, it affects society. And so just helping them understand what is it that they want and creating a different question around what does success look like for you rather than us as, um, you know, technical assistance providers saying this is what success is. Um, it's just reframing the question a little bit differently. Gotcha. That makes sense. I, I can see from a couple different perspectives, you know, a lot of people start businesses and they start a business because it's, it seems like something that would be fun to do, or they, it's their hobby starting the business. They come up with their business name, they make their logo, they make their business cards, they you know hire an accountant, they get their articles of incorporation, and they you know, spend all this time and money and effort doing all kinds of things you know, finding the right storefront, finding, purchasing all the supplies that they need before they've actually determined whether or not there is an actual market for their product, whether anyone other than their mother will buy what they're selling. So in yeah. one sense, I can see that's good. That's, you know, market validation and product market fit, finding something that'll actually sell. That's good. But then the other thing is, you're right, in a lot of communities, people aren't necessarily trying to grow a business that'll, you know, expand and, you know, take over the world, they're trying to create a job or fill in and fill a niche in this community. If it needs a, you know, if it needs a bakery and they're a baker, they want to, you know, be the baker. And so they want to create that business. So does co-starters help sort of figure out all of these kinds of things, like how that all works or how that fits? Yeah. So that's exactly what we do is we go in and we, our model is to help them think differently about their business concept, right? So first we use, um, we, you know, we made iterations on the business model canvas, mm -hmm. uh, to make it accessible and simple for the user. But our entire goal is to help them, uh, ask the right questions about, is there a need in the market for what they have? Will the market pay what they need to be paid? Um, and we do that through teaching them on also how to have customer conversations. So a lot of times these entrepreneurs will come and they're like, oh, I'll put a, I'll put a survey out. I'm like, hey, that, that's great. But I need you to go actually go talk to people. So we're teaching them the basics. Again, these individuals are great craftsmen and doers and makers. But business is kind of foreign to them. And so we're right. having to teach them the, the, the fundamental basics of, of, of validating um, a model through questions. Yeah, you were saying that all these people they're good at this thing that they do, but they don't know necessarily how to be an entrepreneur or how to start a business. They don't know all of that. It is interesting that, you know, today with all of our technology and all of our sort of self-service economy that we have, if you want to, you know, do an ad, if you want a, a Facebook ad, for instance, you can hire somebody, but that almost has a higher um, bar to entry than just going on Facebook, you know, putting in your credit card and typing in your ad and all that stuff. And we have moved from this environment where we used to, if you had a business, you know, 40 years ago, the yellow page person would show up at your door and mm -hmm. they would walk you through all of the, you know, the steps that you needed to do to put your ad in the yellow pages. And then you knew that if you had the largest ad in your section, um, that your phone would ring, that the world would literally beat a path to your door if it was a 
thing that was necessary. So do you find that entrepreneurs and people that want to be entrepreneurs are having trouble sort of just understanding the landscape and all of the, you know, how things work and how to function in this environment? Or is it a, a timeless problem that has been around forever and you're just filling a need? You're just the modern version of filling that need. <laughs> great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Here's what I would say. Um, I think now the problem is that we're embedded with so much information, Sure. right? You want to start a business, you can go on YouTube, Facebook, any accelerator cohorts, coaches, mentors, consultants. I mean, there's so much books. I mean, there's so many books on how to start a business, right? And they all come from a different angle. So I think right now there's a disadvantage because there's too much information where you're kind of crippled. Um, I would say our approach is more about a basics, right? At the end of the day, yes, you can put your credit card, put an ad out. I don't care what your ad is. If you don't have a strategy behind who you're trying to market to, who you want to direct it, what do you want them to do? It doesn't really matter, right? And so also like the understanding, like if you don't spend $500 on an ad, you're not really going to make an impact. Like just having that basic information, right? And so sure. there's still the same concepts of like, you got to pay more to see more. Um, but part of it, what we're teaching, teach them is like, Hey, start small, right? So sell in your local community and see what you can do from there, right? Build relationships, have conversations. There's nothing more better than, um, word of mouth, right? Like in Chattanooga, we supported the first 500 businesses. They all grew. A lot of it was word of mouth. And then they started doing some social media, uh, engagement and doing ads and different things like that. So part of it is strategy, right? And so for example, you know, uh, we'll get a lot of like food-based businesses and and they're like well everybody's my customer and i'm like yeah i, I don't care about that i'm like who are you going to target right right because your doors can be open to everyone sure but who are you targeting and once you can understand who you're targeting and what their persona is you can get deeper into understanding who they are as a person what their likes are when are they going to buy what their interests are and so all your marketing is not even about the food you sell. It's about the experience you're creating for that individual. And so it's just kind of like, kind of, we are, I would say not reinventing the wheel, but in a sense, bringing a little bit more human connection to doing business, because what we've learned, and we all know this, people either buy to solve a need, right? So like Amazon, fast, quick, easy, got it. But we also buy because um, of how you made me feel, right? And so we buy from people that we like. We buy from things that have the experience you're going to make and create. So it doesn't always have to be. So, okay, co-starters. So co-starters, as I understand it, is a program that um, all these different organizations, an economic development organization, a, a university, a, you know, a, a local, you know, whatever, can hire you to come in and sort of implement this program in their community? Yeah. So one of the things that we learned, right, so um, is that, you know, um, there's a lot of other programs, like you probably have heard of uh, Builders and Backers, right? Where right. they kind of go into a national organization and they do a, a, a virtual cohort. Well, we're different in the sense that we believe that we want the peers to work together. So what we do is we go into these cities in these communities, we train business leaders, um, community leaders to facilitate this, right? So like when you were talking about the community you were in where you were serving is you found 10, you know, businesses that made stuff. Great. Can we train them to, and empower them to be leaders, to be mentors, oh, teachers, okay. facilitators, all that stuff, right? 
Now we're giving them the structure of co-starters, right? So we're like, hey, here by the by the way, you're a successful business. This is what this means in the economic development realm. Why we we need to invite these business leaders to be part of economic development, right? We to build that trust, to build that connection. So we're training them, we're giving them the tools to do that on how to facilitate all that. And then we teach them the structure of co-starters. So we do have programs that are very structured, rigid, and helping the entrepreneurs go through that. So that all these programs are facilitated by a business leader or a community leader, um, not necessarily the economic development director or the executive director of the organization. Um, it's usually by that business leader because there's a trust. And so they walk through you know, a multi-week, so 10 to 12 weeks through a program that walks them through ideation to actually building a business. And the idea is that they're working in a cohort setting of 10 to 16 people being asked questions and facilitated through a process to build their business. The beautiful thing, though, that's exciting to me is how the peers connect, right? Because there's this trust built within them that they start engaging with each other. And like, I'll give you an example. Um, a lot of times makers like, uh, you know, are, are, are so stuck in their ways. This is how this business model works because they've seen it, you know, be traditionally right. that works that way. Mm-hmm. But then you'll have somebody say, well, does it have to be that way? What about X, <laughs> right? Somebody completely different from a different field, from a different space. And it's beautiful, but also the collaboration, the cooperation that's happening between them, right? I've seen, I've seen businesses merge, right? I see business ideas. Somebody was doing copy, somebody's web, web design, somebody's doing strategy, and they all came together to build an agency that now it's like booming um, in their community. So it, that's what peer-to-peer cohort learning can do. So from a concept and content standpoint, we're teaching the same things. Yes, we've simplified the model. We write everything at a very simple level. Um, but it's the same knowledge, the same information. Business is business, right? Um, but the the value is the people coming together to have those conversations, but also the business leader who's been trained to facilitate those conversations. And I keep saying the word facilitate because we're not teaching. Um, it is not our job or our responsibility to tell people that their business is going to succeed. It is our responsibility to push them to their customer and say, does your customer want this? Um, and I always push that, right? And so uh, you know, that, that, that is our approach. And so by doing that though, um, and inviting different stakeholders in the community, we can become, our program becomes the front door entry space into entrepreneurship. Once they graduate the next, like, well, what's the next step? Well, we can help you by doing like connecting the resources, right? Really providing a resource map to say, Hey, you're ready to grow, go to the SBA, or, Hey, you need some more technical assistance, go to the SBDC. Or, you know, hey, there's a CDFI fund over there. Or, hey, there's this pitch competition. Or, hey, there's a different accelerator over there. Go over there. So this is like the, the different ways that we can connect the, what we call them starters, the entrepreneurs, um, to the different resources in the ecosystem. And so really collaborating and creating a cohesive ecosystem that's supporting the, the, the entrepreneur. Fantastic. And so all of this came originally this program that was, I'm assuming, just I don't know. How did the program come together in the way I understand? Like it, it started as this program and then eventually became this business that is. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the quick story is, um, you know, Volkswagen wanted to invest in, uh, wanted to build their plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. And, and so one of the things that I always say to economic development is like, Hey, you need to also invest in your artist because attracting bigger corporations, they want a place that has culture. Who creates culture? Artists, makers, creatives, right? Right. And so, um, and so Volkswagen was like, we don't want to invest here unless you're going to invest money to the city. 
So the city of Chattanooga was investing in the riverfront, but then they gave um, a grant. We had a grant of $5 million that was pu public and private funded to revitalize our main street. And so that's how we started. And so we started bringing artists in and, and, and really uh, uh, pushing uh, a, a movement of creatives. Like, okay, the creative and the artist can come. They'll create a culture where people want to live. And that was great. But the problem was we still had uh, empty, vacant buildings. And so we were trying to get them in. And one of the things that we realized was like the way and the approach that we were talking to them. And so I I'll give you like a quick example of like, how do we had approach? Like whenever we said, hey, come to our business program, come to our mastermind group. They were just like, get away from me. Don't ever talk to me again. Right. Uh, you probably you probably relate to that. Right? Yes, so, exactly. Uh, yeah. um, so I had to ask the question like, hey, what do you do? They're like, oh, I work at this agency. Great. Um, did you love it? No. What I love to do and what I do on the side is I make pottery. I'm like, hey, if we could help you make the same amount of money that you're making in your day job doing what you love, pottery, would you be interested in joining a program? Yes. And that's when we learned, okay, they are interested in these resources. We just have to change the language. Sure. So we did that. And we, we took the best tools from Silicon Valley and Techstars and started a weekend and put it all together. Again, take the frameworks, right? And simplify the process and really create a lot of design thinking that was built for these individuals um, and, and making it accessible. And so that's when we learned our three philosophies, right? Keep it simple, invest, uh, you know, everything is done in community and invest in the individual, right? So that's kind of where everything came from. So we started building it out and we were like, I mean, we always had a line of people who wanted to join the cohort in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, from there in 2013, um, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Detroit, Michigan, Lakeland, Florida, and there's one more community I can't, I, uh, leave, leaving my head came to us and said, Hey, what's creating all the expansion here? Like, what are you guys doing? And as they were looking at things, they're like, Hey, what's this co-starters thing? And so we're like, Oh, this is the spring. And they show it and see, they're like, well, this is what we want. And like, this is what we need because. They're like, we're spending years and years creating programs and they still don't work. And so through a lot of intentionality and a lot of building, we realized, okay, this is what people are looking for. So we created our training program to deliver the, our core accelerator program to these communities. So that's where we started and, and we haven't looked back. So with, the program was built um, under a nonprofit initiative called uh, CoLab, uh, the, co uh, the uh, uh, company lab in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And in 2016, yeah, in 2016, we decided to go private. So we bought the IP. Uh, we knew that we could do a lot more if we went private to to expand uh, globally. So now we have clients in New Zealand, Africa, you know, UK, Canada, Mexico, and, and the US. So, wow, that's phenomenal. <laughs> so how how many cities? Have yeah, so we have done it, and uh, so we always just say we count communities because a lot of times one city will have three to four oh, communities. Sure. Right. Yeah. So we've done it in over 300 communities. I, I, the last time I looked at the numbers, I think we've been in over 210 cities um, and uh, spanning over 24 states. That's phenomenal. So if anybody wants to and, you know, find out more, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So the best way is to go to co-starters, co-starters.co, C-O-S-T-A-R-T-E-R-S.co, not .com, .co. And, uh, you know, just look at us up there. There's, uh, you can set up for a call. You'll talk to me. Uh, I, I love doing those calls. Uh, I love learning more about the community. I always want to make sure it's a good fit. Um, you know, they, if you already have something, great. You know, 
good for you. Kudos for you. I'll empower and encourage you. Uh, and if you don't, what's the best way to go about it? Um, we also have webinars where we bring in, um, uh, you know, uh, subject expert matter, uh, subject matter uh, experts where they're talking about funding, um, you know, grant, uh, grant funding opportunities, uh, resources, um, you know, how to move things for, for their ecosystem. Um, and then if they, you want to, you can want to learn more, just like, Hey, give me some information. Give me a one pager. You can email us at info dot info at co as well. And you can follow us on link, uh, on LinkedIn, all the social media platforms at, at co-starters. And if you want to follow me, you can just uh, look at me uh, at Jose Alfaro. On, I'm heavily on LinkedIn. That's probably the only platform that I uh, I share a lot um, around ecosystem and and investing in our creative entrepreneurs. Well, Jose, this has been awesome. I've I've learned a lot. You're not you. We talked about this before, but we kept having to delay this this interview, and I'm just so glad that it worked out. I hope I'm hopeful that all of our technical issues we can edit around them. But, and Honestly, I just trained my son to uh, edit the podcast, so it's good. this is going to be a really good exercise for him. See if he can if he can make this work. But yeah, this has been excellent. This has been awesome. I've learned a lot, and I can I'd imagine that a lot of communities have a need for something. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're I mean we are always at I mean we've we've been asked to be at every trade show like uh, at the IADCs uh, at the sure. chamber annual chambers annual SBDCs. Um, I mean, we're, we're starting to really grow, you know, the SBA and the SBDC used to kind of give us a stiff arm, but now they've kind of opened up their arms and saying, yeah, yeah, we'll welcome you. So it's, it's been an encouraging journey. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.